Welcome back, people. We are finally back in the chair, in the studio, in the... I don't know where we're back to, but we're back on this right. mic. And I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And welcome to another episode with your favorite friendly neighborhood, Casa Negroes, Josh and Brian of the Jigsaw Podcast, where we talk about all the things, but particularly we talk about the perils, praise, the productivity, and the pump circumstance of being black and trying to figure out this crazy puzzle piece called life. Brian. Yes. How are you? You've been away. You should be rested. <laughs> don't even rest- say you're tired. You should be rested. Um, I'm rested ish. Mm. Um, you didn't do something right. Uh, I had a great vacation, <laughs> but I came back to the ghetto. I came back to the to the United States. Okay, I was out of the I was out of the country. Came back mm-hmm. and came back to right to this ghetto. Email oh. box was full, and and you know how things go. It was just a lot. I but understand. I understand. I understand. So, so you know what's so interesting about your absence? Okay. Was that last week we decided to do a reprise episode. Uh-huh. You know, and I sat through it and I listened to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you did the same thing to me last year. You disappeared. On a vacation Around this year? exact same time. Mm-hmm. Where'd I go last year? You went to uh, your family's beach house. And you oh. had all your gauchos. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not going this year. Yeah. And we, and, but this last time we took a whole, we took the rest of the month off. We did. <laughs> we didn't even come back to the girls. We just left. We just left. I said this, this, this. I said I know this. Uh, this podcast is prophetic <laughs> because we didn't even. We didn't even listen. It wasn't no huge rhyme and reason why we gave y'all fitable <laughs> episode reprise. It was the oh, it's the summer. This is, you know, maybe they may, I'm sure we talk about some really good stuff, and, and we did. Mm-hmm. But like that beginning episode, I was like, we could have we could have spliced that, <laughs> put it in the beginning of this, maybe done a new living room, billboards, or some updated stuff. And we could have did. I mean, the I don't know. I said it was kind of scary. <laughs> it was kind of scary, right? And I think the weird thing is like summer. We're family men, but we also work a lot, but we travel mm-hmm. a lot. And I think we you're do. you're gonna be like in four states this month, five, something like that. I mean, you know, see me drinking out my Disney World cup. I'm I in see. Orlando now. I this see. This cup was twenty dollars. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you why I bought a twenty dollar cup. Okay. Because you can get free refills at every beverage refill station throughout the resort. Mm. So you ain't got to buy That's like it. It is because I bought a Sprite yesterday that's was like five dollars. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. I got this today, bro. I've been, I've been sipping on coffee and tea and everything out this cup. Listen, you can add everything in that cup too. Listen, liqueur. and they got a mug washing station. Oh, Disney don't. Disney is unfair. <laughs> I haven't. I truth be told, I have not been to Disney in Florida. I've been to Disney in California. I have not been to Disney in Florida. Well, that's still well. You've only been to the land. You got to come up over and over and to the, the world. world. <laughs> I ain't been to the world. <laughs> you got to because you got to come to the world. See, you're Listen. so sad. You try to stay out the world, but you can't evangelize unless you get in the world. <laughs> that's where the sinners are. That's what's wrong mm. with y'all church folk now. <laughs> yeah, I like to stay in them four walls. Listen, I like the walls. Jesus. Walk. Jesus was with the hookers <laughs> and people with leprosy. That's that monkey pox. That's where he was at. Listen. And that's where I'm at. But now I'm in Florida for work. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing resort. The only thing I don't like <laughs> mm-hmm. is that the the main hotel give me very Vegas, Las Vegas strip vibes because it's a huge building. Okay. And then once you get out of the main building, it separates into like this like 
like bro, a full estate, like apartment, like apartment, like not just one apartment, but like, like buildings. Oh, okay. And it's not, but it, but the hotel room is giving me luxurious motel. I'm gonna tell mm. you why. Okay. Not because they regular, they are nice, they updated and everything. But I just, when I walk out of my room, I like to walk into a hallway. Mm. I don't like to walk out the front door. Oh, I don't <laughs> like that either. That's true. And that's what it is. But but oh, I get it okay. because they are literally like apart, like mini little apartments. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like micro. Almost imagine if you were like at the, at the well, dorms, you really. Imagine a dorm, but with the apartment feel. Got it. When I say dorm, because there's no kitchen. So it's like the confounds of a small little door, or maybe a mini suite. We call it mini suites now because it's mm-hmm. a bathroom. But you walk into your hallway. That's the only thing I don't like because even last night, I mean, you can always hear stuff in the hallway, but you hear people walking up and down the sidewalk. Yeah, you know all this. So it's you know it's so yeah. that, that's the only thing. But I do enjoy. I'm enjoying it. I really wish Ashley and the boys could have come only because mm-hmm. it's. Like, bro, I saw the fireworks from Disney last night outside mm. of my room. We're that, mm. like, we're on the right here on campus. The only thing is, though, I didn't finish my night until nine o'clock. Oh, yeah. Because it's legit work. And right. Habitat pay a, almost a G for registration. Mm. Mm. So I said, you know what? I'm not gonna do the. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, not gonna finesse these nigga. people money. I'm. A, <laughs> I'm gonna actually do the conference and do the things. So anyway, I say all that to say, they didn't come because I'm like, y'all could come, mm-hmm. but it's literally gonna be y'all in Florida by yourself for right. three days, uh, and, and the family reunion this weekend. We can talk about that later. So okay. by the time I would have been done, it would been time for us to go up to Minnesota. Anyway, but I am enjoying my Mickey Mouse Cup. I'm glad you. I'm glad that God has kept you over the dangerous highways and byways and airways. You've been in Minnesota. You've been in Virginia. You've been in. I was in Florida. You've been in Tennessee. (laughs) You going to? I don't know where this weekend. You going somewhere? I'm going back to Minnesota. Going back to Minnesota. Then you going to (laughs) to the to the to the West Coast later on this month. The West Coast. Yep. You just you just traveling in shoes, Lord. My sky miles are looking gorgeous, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I just found out I might be going to Abu Dhabi in October. We can talk about that late. Oh, uh huh. Well, who? I never mind. We talk about it offline. We can talk about it later. I'm up to going to Barbados in October. Oh, look at that. We'll how was how was Turks and Caicos? My money ain't that long to go to Turks and Caicos. It, it wasn't. It was actually a really <laughs> affordable trip. I think anybody in our circle, anybody in our circle can go to Turks and Caicos without without a doubt. Oh, um, sure. They use the US dollar as their currency. Mm, which is I don't inter- like that. Which is interesting. I like when my dollar make is more than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I can buy more and do more. You see what I'm Mm-mm. saying? <laughs> yeah, sadly, that's the thing. So sadly, so we stayed at a nice boutique hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, not too far from like where everything is, grocery stores, restaurants, the beach. Uh okay. we did a champagne tour, champagne sunset tour. Um, uh, we went swimming. It was it was a great, it was a vibe, man. It was great. Uh I would definitely do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would actually even and and say like the crew come. I don't think we paid. We didn't pay that much money. The hotel wasn't much. The flights, you know, we did. We don't. We did, you could have did a layover. It would have made it cheaper. But we did direct shot on Delta. That's interesting because um, most layovers be wildly a little bit more expensive sometimes. Now the layover was actually we would have saved probably six to seven hundred bucks with doing okay. layover. Okay. Um. However, I just. 
we would have been, tra- been traveling all day. Mm. So we just did the straight I shot. Do that. I don't know. Yeah. Hotel was great. Hotel was affordable. Uh-huh. Um, nice amenities in terms of what it was. Uh, all kind of stuff. It was a, it was a really great trip. Um, it was on a it was on a budget. Um, the food was pretty good. Uh, like I said, the what you, is you, that food? What is Turks and Caicos? <sighs> so the food, okay. So it's it's Caribbean. It's a Caribbean island. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, it's kind of so Turks and Caicos is near the Bahamas. Okay. Um, also near Jamaica. So it's in that area. Okay. Um, so you can get like a beef patty, all that kind of stuff. But they, but it's also touristy. Mm-hmm. Where we stayed was mad touristy. So they give oh, you all American, a lot of like, American food. Yeah, they got like, pasta and pizza and Mexican food and, and American fare. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, American fare. They had a a grocery store that wasn't too far from where we stayed. They had all American food. So you pretty much, as an American, if you wanted to go to Turks and Caicos, especially where we stayed, it's just yeah, it's a, an extension of America. They just drive on a different side of the street. You can oh, they find do all, other side driving. Yeah, like other side driving. You can pretty much you can find the foods that you want. They got Coca Cola and every American brand. Did it taste you different? Because mm. I remember going when I was in Spain and in Malaysia, the sprites and stuff. They're not nasty, but they are different. I did not. Dr- I drank. A, I drank a lot of Gatorade ah. because it was hot as hell. Got you. And we okay. was outside just sweating. So I was just drinking Gatorades and waters. Were your loins girded up? Did, did, did you moisturize and oh yeah, and, and have the deodorants and everything? Always. And all your accoutrements in order. Oh yeah, and you shower multiple times. Okay, because you yeah. know niggas be stanking in the summer. They do. Okay. Um, it was. I, it was a, I saw. I saw that little carry on bag, and I was like, I, I need. I know. I hope you got everything in there, rapper. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, 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 um, I didn't bring a lot of shoes. Why? Well, that's not true. I brought a shoe per day. But I bought a lot of draws. Can never go wrong with a lot of draws. I bought a lot of swim trunks. Um, so I really wore swim trunks, and I bought a couple like night outfits. But I go out of town and stuff like that. But for the most part, I bought a bunch of swim trunks. So I could have changed, uh, and and you know, in and out. So because mm-hmm. uh, we did some days on the beach, we did the boat tour, which was great. It was the boat tour was great because it was sunset boat tours. All you can drink. Okay. Um. So. Just you know, just to consider what that was like. Um, yeah, and that wasn't too expensive. We didn't do all the excursions we probably could have done because the weather was a little iffy. Um, but for the most part, man, it was great. It was a great time. These girls because they iffy. That's what Christopher. Yeah, Maurice it was a great said. time. So, okay, I, I think it would be great to go back with the crew. Okay, I'm not mad at it. Just mm-hmm. well, I'm glad y'all had a good time. We did. That refrigerator is loud. I'm glad y'all had a good time. <laughs> I am so glad. I am so glad. All right. So you've been gone, mm-hmm. which means you should have had a whole lot of time to get a song of the week and I learn it and week. know it. <laughs> I, I'm playing this thing. I'm not about to <laughs> sing no song. I wanted to sing it, but um, I'm going to play it. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's, 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 it has a chokehold on the culture right now. Really? It does. Right now. But it's a it's an older song. It's not really new. Mm. Okay. I'm ready. Um, here it goes. That threw me off. And it ain't and, and you you know when we hear it. Okay. This is for you. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Ah, ok, Should have been a single. I think I said that on the episode. That's a song. <clears throat> I ain't got it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I swoosh. Ooh, let me take a drink. Cause uh, Usher ain't Usher, baby. That isn't. I, I I think I told y'all like that album has had a chokehold on me for the last like you said two years. It. I've been you listening to it. Confessions and the whole album at least once a week. Listen to Confessions and it's had so all, good. And had all this love for Usher, but you talking about you don't need no new music from Beyonce and this nigga ain't gave us no new music <laughs> and no good music in over a decade. So I'm just gave, you know I just gave us a song. He gave us a song with. He gave um, us a song with LMA. Uh-huh. He gave us uh, some some uh, decent features uh, with, the, with the um city girls. Now let me tell you about this city girls. <laughs> Since we here, mm-hmm. let me tell you first mm-hmm. of all the city girl song. So he still ain't like, gave us a song. I said features, but let mm-hmm. me tell you how this city girl song, Brian. Let me mm-hmm. tell you how Young Miami didn't even rap. She just got in there and just started talking. <laughs> <laughs> That song is so hood and so oh, it is so good. <laughs> it's a the city it's girls so, are something, man. So and they've been riding this like nineties, early nineties mm-hmm. um, sample wave, and they've been like Twerkalator. Twerkalator had to grow on me a little bit because Twerkalator mm-hmm. is actually a pretty annoying song because it's so repetitive. Um, but this joint, oh. I think okay, Just so we, we we had this conversation before about like delivering your verses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about Cardi B is maybe not the best rapper in terms of like writing her own lyrics, but she can deliver her. She gonna deliver lines. She she gonna um, she gonna say JT and Young Miami can deliver the lines, but they're just really just they're just culture like like they are real bad. Yeah, they're bigger. <laughs> Clearly, JT's a better rapper. Oh, clearly. Young Miami is like, she has moments holding up the sign for Diddy and just just her and Santana's relationship. And do you hear this? This is such a song. That Miami bass, man. Oh, it's it's hood music, but with a with a with a like a a, a great budget. Yes, yes, it's crisp. It's it's just so good. Is this is this Young Miami verse? Now this JT verse. Hold on, let me get the Miami. She's delivering that verse though, because JT's. I'm not going to not call my young man not a rapper because I want to. I want. I would mind having her on the show one day. 
But, <laughs> you know. Okay, I think I found it. Show my coochie friend. Man, good stuff. It's just good stuff. It's like it's legit. Just how she talks. How she, I mean, the city, the city girls are our moment, man. And so mm-hmm. I, I hope that they never break up. And if they do, it's literally to maybe just do their own thing, but not like I hope they don't have no beef when I say break up. Because I don't. Yeah. I want them to come back and just keep giving us hood <laughs> ratchet anthems. Right. And I, I think the great thing about the city girls, and I don't know why we're talking about city girls like this, but uh, I don't know either. But we I can think we can that talk. They, about city they're girls. friends. <clears throat> But they spend a lot of time apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like one of the things, like they're friends. But when they come together, it's like, oh, we free just picking up where we where we leave off. But they also they're not like they they're not best friends though. Like mm-hmm. Miami has Santana, you know, JT be with Lil Uzi Vert all the time. <sighs> that is so interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that is so interesting. And but then they come together and make just make make magic. Great music. Make magic. Also, there's another woman rapper. About to drop something, I hope this Friday. Mm-hmm. Nikki teased the song. She did. She did. And she sampled the song. And I ain't gonna hold you. I am Barbara Jason, but you know when you know I'll you know, y'all know me, I'll be honest on this here show mm-hmm. about Nikki. That Rick James sample gonna have me in a joke. <laughs> oh, Rick James is, is a genius. Right. Oh, they give they giving us bass. Yeah. It's giving me early nineties, <laughs> late eighties, like yeah. JJ Fad. Like just like that the song is called Freaky Girl. You know yeah. this finna hit in the summer, bro. You she's finna drop it perfect time. <laughs> yeah. It's lyrically, giving, it's not gonna be like hella bars, but it's finna be everywhere. <laughs> give us bring us back to that time. Like it's funny because like early nineties is coming back, like but in different different like dance music, like mm-hmm. that is kind of like on some like two live crew. You know, mm-hmm. type booty shaking like bass, and then Beyonce and Drake gave us like the they gave us the house, the music. house. So mm-hmm. it's like it's the summer dancing. We dancing this summer, yeah. and I, I feel like it's gonna go all the way through the end of the summer because Beyonce don't officially drop to the 29th. Nikki is clearly teasing. I feel like she's now she's pregnant, so I mm. feel like she's gonna go ahead and drop this album so she can at least do some type of tour before she's too big to tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and if, she, if that's one of her lead singles. I mean, because I feel like the stuff she did with Lil Baby was kind of, she was trying to be like lyricist Nikki. She was trying to rap mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, drop bars. But this right here, mm-hmm. this is the radio. Okay. This is this is the radio. Oh, yeah. This is the culture song. This is the one that's going to be played. This is the one. Um, yeah. I, and I'm here for, and I know like I'm not a woman, but that joint, when that when that's going to play in the lounges and the clubs, bro, if she drops this this Friday and it comes out before we go to LA, I'm going to be a fool. Beautiful. <laughs> I want an F R E A K F R E A K A K A K. Bro, I'm going off. 
F R E E. F nigga free. Woo. <laughs> F-R-E-E. F-R-E-E. Glorilla. Glorilla. From Memphis, Tennessee. I love it. Yeah. All right, brother. So all of that came from the song of the week that was Superstar by Usher Raymond. But with that being said, understand and accept it. Watch this. Watch this. I love how I know, I know we're going. I'm trying like to bring us back. I love how <laughs> niggas we can take a, a small moment <laughs> and make it a whole thing. And I feel like in that moment, Usher knew that it was about to become a thing because he laughed immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> he probably realized what the hell did I just do? But it's done now, and we we went for it. we we out right. here. And shout out to Usher for being connected to the culture, knowing that he even said to himself, which was a great tiny desk. It was a really good time. He could have left Bryson Tiller and them at home. Yeah, he could have. I mean, they vocals weren't bad, but it didn't like, it wasn't like this, ooh, let me bring my R&B friends to be my grand bounce. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you could just cancel yeah. other BGVs. I want to see, I want to, I want to see R. Kelly, not R. Kelly, who's oh, me? Oh, Usher, okay. Usher Raymond in concert. Okay, we need to end. This is the last episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. I want to see Usher in concert, man. That that little tiny desk kind of had me feeling a certain way. Yeah. But a shout out to him being- But he's going to start his residency, right? I think it's already going on. It's already going on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, maybe that's a trip. Maybe. Go to Vegas just to go see Usher. See Usher. Um, but when he, he, he got on the whole TikTok thing where it's Usher at 7 o'clock, like, the fact that he's so connected to the culture, I, I love that. Um, shout out to the emoji challenge that's going on right now. What is that? It's like you know, if I if I send you this, that oh, means yeah, you that. That's good to black people, man. We we, we, we do the things without black people. Social media, the world nothing. will be the world. Oh, world will be nothing. Oh yeah, without a doubt, nothing. I have nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm, ooh. I like the acoustics in here. <laughs> Don't let me close one more night. <laughs> and you ain't got nobody at home. This, you can sing I all that. I don't want to hurt anymore. Woo. And my favorite so Whitney good. Houston song. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait. That just stirred me up a little bit. That's, that felt like the gospel. Don't walk away from me. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have it. Go on up to Brian. Don't walk away from me. <laughs> yes. Don't you dare. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. So this good. is not going to turn to another hodgepodge episode. We have a schedule. We have. A, we do. We have, we have an agenda. We, okay, we got a program to follow today. Okay. So let's a no, program. A program. We got a program to follow today. Okay. <laughs> so that being said, understood and accepted. Let's go get to the blessed report. Talk about some black excellence. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. Black excellence is who we are. We we don't just do black stuff, black greatness. We do black history, black greatness, 365 days, right, 24-7. We're just black. We just wake up being black, right? Josh, what would happen if you woke up white? I cry. And especially (laughs) after being heard at this conference, focus on DEI, and there's a bunch of white folks. I promise you, I cry. Oh, I cry. Listen, Ooh, we love us. Right. We love us. Uh, and for that, we want to shout out uh, someone who's a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, Claude Hamilton and Creative Genius Studios Brandings. 
and graphic. What does he do, right? He does branding. He does content creation, graphic design, and consulting. If you have a dream that needs to come to life, he's the man for the job. Just to let you know about Claude, he is an innovative person who actively seeks to broaden horizons in the creative world uh, by placing his faith at the center of everything. So he believes in the Lord, but he also is a serial entrepreneur uh, who wants to do things to help you bring whatever you have uh, to life. You can actually check him out at ClaudeHamilton.com. And mm-hmm. uh, you can go do check out his portfolio. The man has done everything from uh, uh, album covers to uh, video to production. Anything you can think of, he's been put his hand on those things. So please check out ClaudeHamilton.com uh, to bring your dreams to life, whatever that may be, branding, marketing, consulting, uh, he can get that thing that you need out to the world. All right. Did, well, did anybody die? Um, anybody die? Somebody did, but I don't Somebody know if did. it was, you know, any one, any of our legends um, or any, you know, high profile okay. somebody. So, Well, guess God did what, Josh? Stayed the hand of death. He did he it again. He stayed the hand of death. He stayed so, the hand of death. Yes. So bless up to Claude Hamilton and no one rest up. So, you know, Josh, uh, guess we have some things for the billboard. It's been a while. We have some things for the billboard. Let's bunny hop on over there. I remember we did that. I remember we did that. I ain't going to sing it, but it's sitting right there in my chest. It's sitting right there in my chest. I'll sing it. Come on, uh-uh. it's, it's in there. Come on out. Uh-uh. 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 Ooh, I ain't worried about Josephine. My life is a natural <laughs> high, so come and bunny up with me. <laughs> Ooh, wait. I mean, speaking of Josephine's, I just thought about this. So this is an old video, but it's been resurfacing because, again, black people. Mm-hmm. And it is... Um, how like mamas when you ask your mama how we related have you seen that video comedian ej speaks Mm-mm. okay <laughs> it's quite hilarious but it's, it's resurfacing as like a tiktok audio when i said joseph family think about it Roydale and Albertine's grandmother <laughs> and my grandmother okay they were sisters so that make me and Roydale and Albertine. okay that's one first that same grandmother. They my first cousins. Okay, their cheering would be my second. Their cheering to you all, my cheering. I've heard this. This is that funny. would make you all, um, oh, maybe third. I'm not sure if it's third or I know, I know you can't. You can't go them. them. I know you can't be with them in a relationship because those are kin people. So, um, so anyway, shout out to EJ speaks. I love her. She a lot of her stuff. She was the one, I think we played a video on here before. She said, you want me to download cash application <laughs> on my cellular phone? <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's, she, she is representative of a whole lot of Gen X black mama. Hello, my mama. Oh. Do you know so-and-so? <laughs> no, mom. Um, you know, you know her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom be from, telling me about the jurisdiction. You remember missionary such such? She asked about your black I, I don't. It was it was Sister Perkins. You know, Sister Perkins was over the the period. It was Mama, Sister Perkins' don't. second assistant. I was like, <laughs> and she said, "We don't at know." One time, at one time, she says, "I'm like, Mama, I don't know this woman." <laughs> if you saw her, you would know her. <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay, right. okay, yes. girl. <laughs> Listen, moms want us to know people. Like, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know." Mm-hmm. And she'd be telling me, she'd she tell me real quick, guess what I saw in Kroger? I'd be like, who? Did she say name? I'd be like, who? 
You remember? <laughs> I'd be like, and then the people who I actually know, she can barely describe. What was that person? Oh, remind. Oh my God, Josh, that person. I'd be like, okay, okay, man, woman. Oh, it's a woman. I'd be like, okay, okay that narrows it down. Okay, it's like charades. <laughs> <laughs> Two words, <laughs> right? Be like, my God. I thought lying to my mom. Be like, you know what? I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. I mean, you're right. Anytime the I be like, the, um, the thing. Or anytime yeah. I be like, okay, <laughs> I ain't gonna argue with you, girl. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so let's get into the field board. Speaking of women, black women, Sandra Douglas Morgan <laughs> makes history. The Las Vegas Raiders welcome Sandra Douglas Morgan as the team's new president, become the first black woman to hold a title for any NFL team. Um, Morgan was the first black woman city attorney in Las Vegas and the first black chair. She was a whole, she was a whole lot of black history. Um, the first black chair of Nevada's powerful gaming control board. Uh, shout out to. What's her name? Sandra. Sandra. Ooh, Sandra Clark. Sandra mm. Douglas Sandra. Morgan. Shout out to her and making black history. All right. Uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom Award will go to 17 folks, uh, but only a few of them are black, so they're the only people that we care about. Uh, the mm-hmm. Presidential Medal of Freedom Award highlights is the highest uh, civilian honor that a Negro can get in these United States. Uh, Simone Biles is one of them. She's the most decorated American gymnast in history with a combined total of 32 Olympic um, and World Championship medals. Um, the second one is Fred Gray, was one of the first black members of Alabama State Legislature since Reconstruction. As an attorney, he represented Rosa Parks, um, the NAACP, and Martin Luther King who called him the chief counsel for the protest movement. Naya Nash um, is another award winner. She was a founding member of the Student of Nonviolent Coordinated Committee who organized some of the most important civil rights campaigns, civil rights campaigns in the 20th century. Uh, and then the actors, actors, the man who pulled all our mama's panties down and mm-hmm. got them wet was Denzel Washington. <laughs> He's an oh, actor, oh director, and producer who has won two Academy Awards, a Tony Award, two Golden Globes Award, and a 2016 Cecil B. DeMaio Lifetime. But what is it? He also served as a national spokesperson for the Boys and Girls Club. Speaking of names, mm-hmm. my name is Joshua Rogers. Okay. And today I met a white man named Craig. Craig. His name was Craig. And he was like in his 60s. <laughs> he was not a young white man. He introduced uh, himself. White man we, and we had on badges, but when I'm networking, I try to like, if I can get your, I use your badge to remember your name. Mm-hmm. I try to get it the first time so it could be fresh to me. Mm-hmm. He shook his hand and said, hi, I'm Craig. I said, oh. I said, well, I'm Joshua. I had to, I had to formalize mine. Since you go, since you gonna be the nigga in the group, I'm gonna formalize my name. Mr. <laughs> Craig. Oh, I just made me think about that real quick. I think I know oh. Craig. I work with a white Craig. You work with a white is, is, is that a multicultural name? I don't think so. Craig I don't know if it's a white Craig. <laughs> Craig. Let me, let me see. White people from the world. Is, is there any notable Craig. white Craigs? I Googled and said white people named Tyrone. Like that. <laughs> That's because somebody met a Tyrone and then, and yeah. I've typed in oh, white hold on a first. Okay, let's look this up. It says there's stats on names. Okay. Uh, Craig is the tw- 126. The most famous person named Craig is Craig David. <laughs> oh, there's a Craig. Oh, uh, fill me in. 
the singer. Uh, <laughs> that's what the internet said. Listen, all right. So the the race oh and Hispanic origin distribution of the people with the name Craig. Wow, this is shocking. Craig is eighty two percent white. I bro, I clicked on some website and Craig David, the singer, is the number one. And then after that, it is a series of white men. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> it don't get black again, Brian, until you get all the way down to number 17. It's Craig Robinson, the actor. The nigga is too stoned to speak. Craig is so Craig is a white name. <laughs> Craig, you know what? Friday messed us up. That's what it is. It is. is. That's it what is. Ice Cube. Because I don't know. But Craig just Craig just feel black. Somebody just told me they met a white name person named Jerome. Now that's a lie. They said his name was Jerome. And they were they were stunned. Ain't no white drums. They don't make white drums. Ain't no white man in this world built built tough enough to be no Jerome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that. You tell them to take them lies of fables all back where they got it from. (laughs) A white Jerome. And they they say he don't go by Jerry. He don't go by he just he go by Jerome. (laughs) No. I don't believe it. I knew I knew a white I knew a man, a young man named his name was Hiram Jerome Bridgeforth. And he was black. He was mm-hmm. black, black. That's, okay. a, that's a black name. And Hiram Jerome. Hiram Jerome. Shout <laughs> out to my brother Hiram. Hiram Jerome. That is a black name. Bridgeforth. Bridgeforth. <laughs> I remember man, man, that brother was man, that brother was cool. He was cool. Anyway. You know, no white <laughs> yes. Speaking of names, Rihanna ain't making another album. So Navy, calm down. She is now worth one point seven. She don't need to make music. She's not a she singer don't. anyway. <laughs> she just has great bobs. She does. And a lovable personality. That's why we love Rihanna. Um, before estimated that she's $1.7 billion into the game, making her the wealthiest female musician in the world, only second to Oprah Winfrey, who is the richest female entertainer. Also, Forbes dropped their list of America's um, richest self-made women, and Rihanna led, landed the 21st spot on the list with her net worth being $1.4 billion. Other than music, Rihanna has created Empire with Fenty Beauty. Um, her last name, Fenty. Ain't that it like is. one of her names? I, I just found that out. Yeah, Fenty Rihanna Fenty. Fenty. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was wondering where Fenty came from, but like and now it makes sense. Her last name yeah. Fenty. Fenty. Look at God. Under my umbrella. Um, white black women doing great things. Quinta Brunson makes history. The 2022 Emmy nominations were announced and friend and favor of the podcast. Quinta Brunson made history. Abbey Elementary, one of my favorite it is probably in my great top show. five. It it's bro- a it's great probably show. rotate. It'll knock down good times at this point. Um, Abbott Elementary creator and star is the first black woman to receive three comedy Emmy nominations. She's nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series, Writing and Lead Actress. Um, and Cheryl Lee Ralph got her first Emmy nomination. Um, and then the woman who played the uh, who plays the principal, she's absolutely I can't think of her real she name. Is. Right now. Um, but she's amazing. And then Tyler James Williams, mm-hmm. that's his real name. Um, best supporting actor in a comedy series. Issa Rae got nominated again. I think her final nomination for Insecure, of course, she can't get no more because it's done. Um, and there's a few other whole bunch. I think Chadwick Gambino got his first Emmy mm-hmm. nod. Um, so it's a lot of black people who got nominated. And as and as Issa said, you know, her famous quote from a few Emmys ago: "We are rooting for everyone black." So are we you are watching excited. the show. I'm not watching the day on. <laughs> Uh, are you crazy? <laughs> Not a chance. The most, the most entertaining of the big four is the Grammys. 
Yeah. And even th- and that's only because, you know, because I love music, there's bound to be one or two performances I want to mm-hmm. see. But then they smack me with the Carrie, you know, the what's what's the what's the country singer girl named Carrie? Carrie Underwood. Um, Carrie Underwood and the Lady Gaga's and I don't want to hear all that stuff. Mm-mm. And the, and the Taylor Swift's, I don't care about any of right. that. Bluegrass um, and Yeah. Grass. Now next gram is if you bring now if you, y'all need to make sure Beyoncé performs cuz she finna drop an album. Okay. Live. Not, she not gonna no, win. Not no video something. recorder. And she better win album of the year. She's giving us a whole Renaissance project. That's <laughs> because she's never won album of the year. She, she need like, limp now. Lemonade ain't my favorite Beyonce album, but it was an artistic piece. Hold, hold and on. And even Adele said, I shouldn't be up here. <laughs> did Adele's 30 come out? This this did Adele's 30 qualify for last Grammys or is it this upcoming Grammys? I don't know. I'm not a, the, I'm you not know a, the, the Academy loves Adele. I'm not. I like Adele too, but not enough to be keeping up with Adele in that way. She needs to. I think you know. Even though Adele dates black men, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Adele. I don't. I don't want her. Okay, uh, so thirty thirty came out in two thousand twenty one. It was released in November two thousand. So it should have been this previous Grammys. Okay, I want to say. Okay, so Beyonce has a, a good show. Hold on, let's, let's go. Let's oh, let's let's go to Grammy's website because it'll tell me when she was nominated. It'll give me all her stats. Give me a second. Oh shoot, I think it's gonna be 2022 because her last Grammy award was 2017. So even if she don't win album of the year, Adele wasn't leaving up out of there with nothing. Mm. Yeah, let me see nominate. She had eight. She's been she's won 15, and she's been nominated 18 times. Yeah, she gonna be going against. She gonna be going against. Um, she gonna be going against Beyonce. Damn. Yeah, they gonna be fighting for the top spot again. All right. Um, lastly, on the Billboard, speaking of music, okay, okay, I didn't want to get here, but here we are. Carrie Hilson. So that was a video floating around Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> about this is the seventh annual Black Music Honors, and you know. They celebrate people. They honor people in black music. Usually people of note. If you know anything about tributes, Brian, you mm-hmm. understand that in order to be tributed, I, I think I made that up, <laughs> but in order to be tributed, I'm going to make it work. <laughs> right. You know, usually you have to have a noteworthy career. Usually you have to have a large contribution to the industry. Usually, right, there has to be a myriad of things um, mm. that will let you know that you've been worthy of being tributed in the word I just made up. Now, one thing that separates, you know, that makes you worthy is the number of songs you have. Not the number of songs you sang background on, not even necessarily the number of songs you've written, unless, right, there's a few, there's a few, you know, people who are exceptions, Quincy Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. Babyface, mm-hmm. Teddy Riley, mm-hmm. you know, a few others, right? Maybe even Neo. The common thread with all of those people, however, Missy, Timberland, Pharrell, I will put all of them in there. The common thread, though, however, Brian, is that mm-hmm. about 90% of every person that I just named, not only do they have a major pen and wrote groundbreaking songs, mm-hmm. okay, they also <laughs> have careers of their own. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In terms of their own music, that if mm-hmm. you included nothing they wrote or produced, okay. you very likely could still do a tribute. Now I said ninety percent because Timberland don't have a whole lot of hits that's his solely, mm-hmm. 
Um, but the majority of everybody else I called out, mm-hmm. they can they at least <clears> got <throat> five or six of their own songs. Their mm-hmm. own songs, Brian. You follow okay. mm-hmm. where I'm going. I, I'm I'm following you. So in this Instagram video, first of all, I was in, I was you know captivated by. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to call her an underground artist, but she ain't really slap mainstream like that. Jade Nova, beautiful soul, beautiful woman, even more beautiful voice and beautiful gal. I was like, oh, come on, Jade, singing this Carrie Hills. I said, why are you singing Carrie Hills? <laughs> and I paid attention <laughs> to the words that were surrounded said video, Brian. Mm-hmm. And what I came to understand is that she was singing in tribute to Carrie Hilson. So I reposted it in good old Josh Rogers fashion. And I said, I love Jay Nova, but mm-hmm. <laughs> why are we tributing Carrie Hilson when she only had 1.5 songs? Pretty Girl Rock. And what was the other one? Um, because I'm beautiful. Okay, them two. Now, when I posted that, niggas and negresses came into my inbox <laughs> telling me knock you down that's another one three sure <laughs> telling me <laughs> telling me uh-uh her pen is beast and she did this and she saying background it ain't just about her songs okay so my point I'll- to you is is that she's her career <laughs> has still not warranted her if you're going to tribute Carrie Hilson, tribute Nivea next. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> because what? Um, so I'm looking. I'm, I'm Googling <laughs> as we're talking. Because I didn't even go Google all the songs she's written. But I know they... That, but my point is, bro, they're not on no... That's why, and that's why I threw Neo in the category. They're not even on a Neo level. Like, Neo wrote freaking to the left. Listen... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and even beyond that, Neo wrote some great songs. Carrie ain't got that kind of bag. Mm-mm. Not even in her right. Even if she gave us some good bops that she wrote for other people, she ain't got that kind of bag to be talking about. We finna do a whole black music honors tribute to Carrie Hilson. No. The one um, who believes 5G caused COVID. Yeah, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at her songs. Um, what she's credited for writing? Writing credits. Okay, Icebox is one that I know for Amarion. Yes, oh, in uh, this conversation, Brian, <laughs> right now, <laughs> knock you, knock you down. I already said that earlier. There's a "Take Me As I Am" marriage of blood song. How'd that go? If you don't know it, we don't know it. Yeah, there's not a lot of like. She wrote two songs for three LW. Curious. She wrote some Britney Spears. And then like her Chris Brown Young Love. That's not even his. She's yeah, got don't... credits on these albums. And which all went in Kiki Palmer. Yeah, I don't um she was on an Invented Sex remix, but she didn't have nothing to do with it. I don't I I don't I don't see. I don't I don't see it. No. Um, no. No. I don't, I don't see it. No. And like, okay, and this list is long, right? So to the people who say she got writing credit, I'm not saying that the girl can't write, but 98% of these songs are not. Her biggest hit is Icebox. 
if we talking about writing credits. That's her biggest hit. And then her I'm song, so cool. so Knock cool. You Down, right? That you mm-hmm. just said. Mm-hmm. And she probably wrote most of her other songs if she's a writer like that. Mm-hmm. She got, okay. And y'all was in my inbox arguing with me about Carrie Hills. Listen, did they did they give you the songs? The, no. The I think they just know this fact that she wrote a lot of songs. <laughs> but a lot of people write a lot of songs. Like, yes. that's not... It's not like, like Babyface. Here's the thing. Like, Molly... I didn't know Molly Music had a heavy hand in writing a lot of Janae Aiko songs. I didn't know that. Mm. But at this, like... I, in terms... In the gospel world, Molly's more deserving of a dang on music tribute than Carrie Hills. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, and the gospel the man world, at Molly least is. got, like, three, four albums on yeah. his belt. Yeah. Nigga, the tight trip, they get no uh, um, award thing, uh, 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 honor. Um, not sure. yet. I don't think so. It's coming because you. I mean, because you running out of people. Um, because Carrie Hills is getting honored, but it, during that whole show, I think I looked it up. I think Carrie Hills was one of the people honored. The Whispers got honored. Drew Hill got honored. And that's the thing. The you honor her girls. with the with the whisp. Even Mary Mary, bro, I say what you want, but Mary Mary had like a decade long career of hits. Yeah. It's the Mary. Yeah. (laughs) And they're they're culturally like in the gospel community. In the gospel world, like Kirk, Mary, um, I I want to say Donnie and London, but like if like Kirk and Mary Mary. They are like the, to a the different level them. of like of gospel superstar. Yeah, the world knows Mary Mary and Kurt. With Kurt probably. being like the nigga, and then like yeah. you got Mary, you got that Mary Mary tier, mm-hmm. and then under them you may got like the Clark sisters, mm-hmm. and like you know some of the more like the the Clark sisters like the Stevie Wonders of gospel music. You know they it's that internal influence. Everybody references them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. And then you go into and then but I want to say with the Clark sisters and maybe maybe slightly above them I would say that's where Yolanda maybe Donnie in his heyday, um, those big 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 artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ty's and the only reason why I feel like Ty ain't there yet is because he. He ain't been consistent enough after them them three, them, yeah. after life, uh, victory, victory, standout, and standout. greater than. He had four. Yeah, he had four solids. But and in between that, he gave us fresh. Uh, after that, he gave us bloody wind. Bloody wind. And, and then I listen to all things new. Is it? Y'all, I, I a few songs. You blacks hyped that thing, and I brought. I went into it with an open mind, bro. Yeah, I'm talking about so open. Listen to it on the. I did two airport runs. I was picking up my wife and drop my wife off, and I list. I listened to it in times where I could like sit and listen, not where you know what I'm saying. Because I, mm-hmm. I think I picked up Asher real late, so I needed that music to keep me awake. Like I was intentionally listening. I listened to it on a like, Sunday morning. I tried to finish. I couldn't even get through the whole. I'm not finished with it. I, yeah, I feel like he's falling into this trap of what I don't think he needs to be in. Of this sounds trying to be relevant. Just like give the, us, the, give the us music the formula. Yeah, like you you trying to be relevant, giving us beats that kind of sound like it's. I'm not trying to be churchy. I, you know, y'all know I be deep in the world, but the music sounds like he's trying to sound like the world, and it's like, bro, just give us right. Some, you're not Mary Mary. You're not like you're you not are, whoever else is doing more contemporary R and B s type gospel. You're not no. them. 
And the thing, and the thing, y'all know I'm a Kirk stand, but the one thing I will say that I think contributes to his success more than anything mm-hmm. is Kirk found a formula mm-hmm. and he stuck. Now it's different music. Oh, yeah. There are different, but he, but it is a you can it's the Kirk you can, sound. You can even tell. Thank you, Brian. You can even tell when that man writes and produces. Because when he did the Tory, uh, what's the girl name? Kelly. Tory Kelly. Kelly. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Kelly. Kirk Franklin. When yeah. he do, when he when he gets on the a Tampa Man track. When he was mm-hmm. on the wall, like even with the stuff that he's not talking on, you can hear it's the progression of court. It is, and mm-hmm. even on his albums, he gives the you arrangement. like he gives you the commercial hits. He, as Laura will say, the uh, the, um, the the theologically questionable hits. Um, <laughs> and then he's going to give you the like the real the affirming songs. Like imagine me. He's going to give mm-hmm. you an anthem. He's going to give you a he's going to give you a super churchy song. He's going to do mm-hmm. a full call to altar call on this album. He's he's going to do a social conscious song. Like you're going to get like his album has a formula and it works. And every mm-hmm. album is going to be, again, it's going to be a different song, slightly different sound, but you're going to expect to hear these types of songs. These last yeah. few albums from Ty is not Victory. It was like Victory Standout and Greater Than gave birth. <laughs> it was a formula. Bro. Thanks. And it was different music, but it was the, and it worked because that's yeah. my tribute. And this, and I'm not saying you can't evolve and change because Molly did it. Molly yeah. did it successfully, went yeah, R&B, but, but even stuff. in his R&B stuff, it was Molly, like, it was still very Molly music. Mm-hmm, hmm I agree, I agree. Ty just, I don't know, man, yeah, I, I tried, yeah. I tried, bro, I tried so hard. Yeah, and it's tough because, because, <laughs> like, Ty, like, okay, so life was good when it came out. Yeah, like, I mean, Victor, as a debut album, it was a solid, it's not his yeah. best, it was a solid debut album. Yeah, and then Victor was like, oh. This nigga, this is better he than got some life. Money. You can tell he 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 didn't got signed. He didn't got some money. Yeah, and he gave us everything. And then he came. Then he came out with Stand Out, which was even better than like Victory. It was like oh, and he gave us he, like a CCM. He gave us the, uh, the look rock. up full song, right? Yeah, snip. Yeah, he. Yeah, a lot of rock. He gave stuff. us rock stuff and then CCM. He had, he had Kim Brill on every album where she he was did. killing it. <laughs> he was, did. Say what you want about Kim Brill. They have to say <laughs> she sings. She's the. <laughs> She, I'ma say this. She might be the greatest singer. She's one of the greatest the singers ever. Well, like she's up time. there. She's up. Like there. you ask your favorite singer who their favorite singer is. And Kimberly oh yeah, is be she's the up there. there. But Kim yeah. Real also falls in that trap of her. Her music is kind of but, but everything yeah. else she touches, yeah, the girl can sing. <laughs> she sings she, now. She's like Kiki White, an amazing singer. But anything you put out personally, it's just not gonna be good. <laughs> I come to you more <laughs> than I give. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that song. That's that's good. I just see it last night, Lord forgive me music. I, you need one of them every now and then. Oh, you gotta have those songs. Yeah. You gotta, I, I, I have a, you got a playlist of uh of songs, you know, just you know. <laughs> Do we need to file? Do you want to make sure that you clean yourself up? Listen, my song is that I'm not perfect. <laughs> J. Moss, Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> it's 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 too much like trap gospel beat, but it, them lyrics hit. <laughs> Listen, J. Moss, we we knew he was in sin. Like you can hear. And then, he put Anthony, then he put Anthony Hamilton on there. He didn't put another gospel artist on there. Anthony <laughs> Hamilton said, "If it ain't a conference call, I'm playing basketball. I may forget to pray. It's been part of my day." <laughs> <laughs> not talking to you, not spending mm. time to you like I should. Forgive me, I'll get better. I'm not perfect. 
But I'm getting closer. Ooh, but I'm getting the more closer. that I know you. That's a word. The more that I know you. Please give me another chance. <laughs> that's a word. And then the bridge comes in. You're the one I love the most. So how can I forget to say I love you always? J Moss gave us two albums, though. He gave us two solid albums. But you put aside your pride and you bless me anyway. You loved me. <laughs> you gave your life for me. <laughs> oh, oh so it's so good. <laughs> It's so, so good. good. It's so good. It it is, that's not a J Moss, man. I know we talked. That's on. Ain't that on that B two? Yeah, B two. B two was a solid album. I'm telling. I think we talked about that. I'm not perfect. That uh, when, when you said that, bro, I went back and replayed B two, and rock, and even like Jade is my music child. Jade mm-hmm. was like, I like this song. I said, Yeah. He said, This gospel. I said, It's gospel. Yeah. My <laughs> said, number off of B two is uh the uh I love you with Marvin Wine. Marvin Wine is it? Oh yes. <laughs> That thing goes. But ain't Byron Cage on there too? He starts at the beginning because because Byron Cage had a version of it on his album, mm. and then the remix was on Jay on Jay Moss's you, you album. Can't, you can't really come behind and sing behind Marvin Wines. You can't. In no gospel music, number. he Mm-mm. is one of the best male vocalists. He is in gospel music. That man sings. He sings. Bro, we do that. We always get stuck on me. We can't stop we talking. About where music. where are we? Where do we come? Where do we? How <laughs> we do we get end of the billboard? We're supposed to be going to the <laughs> liberal. We got a program. We got a program. We get back on program. program. All right. With that being said, understood and accepted. Um, let's grab your drinks. Grab your, grab your Disney. Grab your souvenir cups. Grab whatever Mm. it is you got. Whatever Brian's over here drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I I will tell you. I've been drinking. Casamigos, brother. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm letting all hang out. Okay. Casamigos was on me today. Okay, so, you yeah. a Casa Negro for real, for real. I'm a Casa Negro for real, for real. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so let's go. Let's, let's go into the living room. I ain't got nothing to say about that. <laughs> All right, we are here at the living room, and it's been a while since we've been here. So. Um, but we've been different places. I've been out of the country. Josh has been traveling from state to state. And one common thing I feel like we've seen throughout our different travels and destinations, being in certain groups and something I feel like we really need to discuss. Uh, some people talk about maybe reading the room, Mm -hmm. but understanding social cues. Understanding. I can we communicate? That's a good yeah. song. <laughs> you That's just take Candy's baseline out of there. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> go here. I tried so very hard to leave a man and And then when she hits like the high note in her falsetto or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They was not some singers. They had good songs, but they could not sing. Um, the, the, the Scott sisters, because they, they, they your oh, typical church girl singers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're vocalists, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But that, that okay. Um, You're not going to get stuck, Brian. Go ahead. We're not going to get stuck. So, excuse, so, Josh, do you have any situations where you would like to discuss? Yes. Um, I want to discuss something that happened to me recently, if you don't mind. Okay. Go for it. I am, I am eliminating names and the exact events to protect the innocent. Okay. <laughs> However, How I was with... My bae, my wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we was having a good time, you know, mm-hmm. chilling out, doing our thing, and you know, we was all kind of cuddled up in a little in a little space. We was on a rooftop situation, 
Um, and somebody that we know mm-hmm. came and okay. found out we was out there and came out there with us. And literally stood beside us while we hugged up Third on week. like a two-seater little lounge situation chair outside. Imagine like a lounge vibe on a rooftop. So this little this seat is almost like a love seat. You only hold two people. That's why they call it a love seat. <laughs> but it's but it's by the pool. So of course you can stretch out. So we stretched out, you know, you know, sipping on our, you know, beverages. And, I ain't sipping on no scissor reverend. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I like the song, but I don't I don't partake in scissor. <laughs> I ain't trying to be like Lil Wayne out here. You know that man said he popped five perks that's only called a buzz. He said that in a verse. He said that. <laughs> that I'm Jesus. not trying to be tonchy. Anyway, um, this person came to stay beside us and was dancing, engaging in conversation while we hugged up. Then offered to buy the second round of drinks. Now, I don't turn down no free drinks. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, you know, and was making references to songs, asking us if we knew the songs. And I, I feel like I know who this person is. Yeah, no. I'm not. I don't, I'm not okay. Well, you might know who it is, but I don't think you know who it is. Okay. Um, but I text Asher and I was like, this is going to be a podcast episode. <laughs> I said, because <laughs> who comes out here and clearly sees a couple on a date and we're trying to like give you one word responses and for an hour, you completely avoid all of the cues, all of the clues, mm-hmm. all of the, and I think when you finally picked it up, you felt like a little embarrassed and well, but at this point, because Ash and I had an early morning, we were low key ready to go too. <laughs> so, but we stood, we stayed a little bit longer, you know, just to you know not be on the elevator at the same time and blah 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 blah. So I was just so I guess I'm a since you introduced the conversation, I'm gonna throw it back to you. One, have you ever been in a situation where somebody was clearly not reading the room around you? And two, like, have you ever personally found it hard? To read the rooms. Um, I'm sure there's moments where I. Well, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna answer the second question first. I'm sure there's moments where I think we all have missed reading the room. Yeah. Um, I think when you come with have a level, certain level of maturity, and you grow, and you understand some emotional intelligence, and just you know, been in, in enough rooms to realize when things are going a certain way, mm-hmm. <clears throat> then you know you kind of gain that. Um, I can't think of any particular moments where I didn't read the room, but I'm pretty sure I've I've, I've embarrassed myself and put my foot in my mouth multiple times. Or and and we and we talk people that we we speak over the mic like in church and 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 do interview not interviews. Uh, we've done we do interviews on the show, but also we do like facilitating trainings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I've I've said some dumb stuff at one point, made a bad joke. Um, I remember one time I was gonna preach at the church, and I'm and I changed my message at the last moment. Um, because I because I read the room, and my <laughs> my message was gonna be stop being lame, and it was a youth service, and you know the Bible talked about certain people lame being able to walk, and then I get to church, and there's a young man in a wheelchair, <laughs> and that was. <laughs> It would have been hella inappropriate to preach stop being lame. <clears throat> and there's clearly a man in a wheelchair. And 
Would yeah. it though? <laughs> no, 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 I, I agree. Unless he was about to get up and walk. You should have prophesied you didn't have no you didn't feel like you had the power had, to call him up. I had no power uh at that point. Uh but that's but I don't know that's I don't, I don't know if that's really reading the room, but uh, you know, I that, that was, is that I yeah. feel like that is reading the room and um because you know I'm a by I guess by calling I'm a preacher too. I just ain't done it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's appreciate it. You preach here every week. I, I preach on this podcast all the time. <laughs> I might be giving y'all Jamal Bryant esque sermons because they I be connecting stuff, but I preach on here every 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 week. Um, but no, seriously, uh, I think that is the the preachers and the their super deep folk don't mm-hmm. probably crucify us. But if you had to change it, did the Lord give it to you? I feel like the Lord can give you a word and you can get in a room mm-hmm. and he can give you something else. Yep. You know, I, I let's let's be have let's be super spiritual for a second. I think that that can happen, or you can have the same sermon, but you may not get to all three points, or one mm-hmm. point may really hit and you get stuck, and or even in developing your points, you start going off your notes because you you pick up stuff in the room. It's reading the room, and I think that is a spiritual gift too, discernment and prophecy. And yep. you don't have to be a prophet to dwell in the gifts of prophecy. But we ain't, we ain't gonna get churchy yeah. and deep on right. y'all like that because see, some of y'all be forgetting we really know God and love we, God. We know, this we know the man. We okay, know the man. we don't make me tap in. I, I I got all kind of trainers under me. Okay. Listen. Hello. Um, hello. Okay. So, but anyway, but I'm just saying. But when you, but when you are operating your gifts, that stuff mm-hmm. start activating, and you will hear stuff, and you know, sense things. Um. So that's one way to read the room spiritually. But I think also when we talk about on a more common day to day space, um. For example, I'm in a conference now, mm-hmm. and um, it was so funny because one of the the, the, the white man Craig, <laughs> he's an older, and I can because I don't Craig. remember his last name, and I also don't remember where he worked. So y'all ain't gonna know who this man is, and y'all don't know what conference I'm at. Um, but he was talking about we were talking about stuff around DEI because of course that's my mm-hmm. role. So of course it always comes up when I'm networking in these spaces. And mm-hmm. he said one guy, another white gentleman said that I worry that we don't have solutions to all the world's problems. Mm. The other white guy, Craig, said, he said, I disagree. He said, we got solutions. He said, people aren't just willing to make the sacrifice and do the work to provide mm. solutions. He said, mm. and, the, and this was a white man, he said, but the first thing we have to reconcile, he said, at least in America, is the truth in our history with how we've treated Jewish Americans. And he started trying to, then he looked at me, and I know he, his lips formed B, but before he mm-hmm. got to it, he said, an African American. I want to let him know, but you could have said black. Mm, black. Okay. Black. But, we're black, brother. We're but, black. but I said that to say in his brain, right? I think what he was thinking, this is a black man. This is a trained DEI professional. Mm-hmm. He probably wanted to use what was the most PC um term. Right. And it could literally be something. And even though I was okay, he didn't sense that. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to be offended by black people or African American. I'm not one of those people who prefers one of the. Well, I actually do prefer being called black. Um, yeah, but too. I'm not like I'm not going to correct you if you call me African American. But I no. also understood in this very professional environment where he was kind of leaning toward and why he made right. that pause and things like that. So I say that to say, in normal situations, it's, it's those type of things where you have when you can pick up on something quick or quickly mm-hmm. realize where you are or quickly identify who you're talking to and all this different kind of stuff, that's reading the room. And even socially, if you walk into a space and you know, you're usually the big goofy jokey person and, and it feels dead in there, 
it could be it could be dead, mm-hmm. but it also could be not the atmosphere for your goofballness. Right. Which means that don't come in here acting a fool. Because if you're at a fantasy dinner party, then mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your Tiffany Haddish antics ain't gonna work away oh, here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that, like, but if we at a house by a kickback, then mm-hmm. you can bring the bucket of fried chicken and jump off the counter. But, right. you know, so I think it's also understanding that, like you said, it's a level of maturity. We're not going to be channeling more and say that we got to have restraint. Hmm. But I do th- I do think there is, there is a level of understanding environments that we have to understand, which means how we how we respond in certain environments. I'm no less right. Joshua anywhere I'm anywhere I am. Cause like even today, right. you see me I got on short sleeves, my earrings are still, I'm still, my hair is still curly and kinky. I'm still right. Josh. But mm-hmm. I'm also not sitting there, you know, busting out in song, which y'all know I will do it publicly. But I'm not sitting there, I'm not sitting there right. doing that in this corporate environment. But that doesn't mean I won't make a music reference. It does, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm still me. It's just. It's not even not how I present me. It is is sometimes the ways in which I navigate spaces because I understand the space. But right. I'm still 100% me. There's no restraint in my humanity or my authenticity. Right. It's how I navigate it. It's how I use it. It's my right. use. It's my authenticity. It's how I use it. And I think that's a major part of reading room. Yep. Yeah, and I agree with that. And um, it's and I like I think I said earlier it comes with maturity. Like, I'm pretty sure there is when I was younger or when you were younger, too, and working in different places, working in different spaces, like not knowing what that when to. Like you said, like, it's not about holding, give, holding, having restraint. It's really knowing when to give them all of you or, you know, a certain level of you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or a certain side of you. Um, because some people don't and deserve, even, and that's even personal too. Yeah, some people don't deserve mm-hmm. all of you, right? Uh, so even reading that room, and, and that can even be that's that's. I, I don't know if this is right, but let's pivot here and within that, and we kind of you know, sometimes you got to read the room in your relationships, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, knowing who you're talking to and what what level of information you're divulging, and when it's time to to um, to uh to share or even in some case where people do stuff like you know like josh you're coming to me you're going through mm-hmm. and you have something you got to get off your chest you want to vent and whatever and then me reading the room and be like this is josh's moment to to unleash to release whatever it is but imagine me not reading the room and now trying to insert my issues and my feelings mm-hmm. in this moment when it should be should be yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we you know, reading the room could be we think like in, in a major setting or big setting when it's just like in you know. But sometimes in your interpersonal relationship and stuff like that, and understanding like maybe this isn't my time. Maybe there's another time I need to come up and say something. Or um, even with our kids, it's like it's it's it's. I think reading the room is so important and understanding when um uh, uh when we should act how we should act yeah um i guess one question i would say is um how going back to what i just said as far as uh reading the room is how is it that you as a say say the person that was a third wheel sure okay what cues right mm-hmm. should have alerted you that person or like, me 
You're the third. You're the third person. Okay. You're the third wheel. So imagine what I'm cues, the third wheel in that scenario. Yeah. So, what cues would you have looked for that would have said, you know what, maybe I should go do my own thing, or maybe I should just uh huh dip. So I'm glad you asked that because we can pivot right into social cues and mm-hmm. why that's important to reading a room and how you respond to how you respond to social cues. For me, at this stage in my life, it ain't gonna take much. If let's let's put you and Lauren mm-hmm. in that scenario. Let's say for some reason I'm out of town and it's just me. Asha ain't there for whatever reason, and I'm there. Or let's just mm-hmm. say Asha's coming the next day. She is right. coming because I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a scenario where I, the three of us would just be <laughs> just be <Right>. somewhere. <laughs> um, but let's just say Asha ain't came in town yet. She mm-hmm. meeting us there the next day, and I hit you up, be like, "Hey Brian, where y'all live?" You say, "Oh, we we about to, it's, you know it's a rooftop situation. We about to pool." Bet I probably right. will come downstairs, right? If I saw y'all sitting at the bar. I'm hanging. It's, it's probably gonna be like the three homies. We might right. hang and chill. Right. If I saw y'all sitting hugged up on the little love seat, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, okay. I'm a, I'm gonna literally probably be there for five five minutes max. <laughs> this is dope. How, I, I'm gonna figure out how did you find out about this? How long y'all been down here? How much are the drinks? Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna let y'all be. I'm about to go get something. Either go back to my room, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit at the bar. Or if there are other people that we there, we know, like you know, whatever whatever the vibe is, right? I'm gonna try to adapt to it. And if I'm not trying to like be out out in these streets, I'm gonna grab me a drink and go back upstairs because, right. you know, I'm a married man too, so I'm not gonna just be like out here, just out here. Um, right. But at the same time, if I felt like networking or having a conversation at the bar, so it, it don't it ain't gonna take much. Because it's going to literally mm-hmm. be once I put my eyes on you, depending on where y'all are and y'all vibe and how y'all react, it's going to tell me everything I need to know about how I need to proceed. Right. That's it. And, or if you say, no, Josh, you good, bro. Sit with like, like it, it would have to be you almost. For, and even then, I'm going to be like, I'm mm. good. Right. Because <laughs> um, even if y'all was at the bar, I might have one drink with y'all because y'all the bar is far more casual, less intimate. So I will have one drink and probably still end up leaving because like it's just y'all two. You know what I'm saying? It's right, it's just right. different. And I don't mm-hmm. think that like, I feel like me and Lauren, like we're friends, we're cool, but it's just different. Like in this stage, y'all are husband and wife. Right. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am I just in y'all space like this? So it's so basically your like, I don't want to say your vibe, but how immediately how you interacted would have would have told the story. Mm-hmm. How how I saw y'all interacting when I stepped on the scene would have gave me everything I need to know in the first like thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, everything I need to know. Yeah, like are, are we acting as if it's just common or are we on some like trying to smash kind of thing? Oh yeah, or, or even if it was just a date night tip, like yeah. you literally, you know, because again, I can't think of a situation where it would just be the three of us. So let's just say for whatever reason I got there for whoever the rest of the crew, y'all be like, right, we gonna take this moment to just be us before the whole crew gets here. You know, gets in town, right? I'm a, I'm a pick that up immediately, <laughs> <laughs> immediately. And nine times out of ten, once I got down there, because I'm, I'm thinking through it even more. Once I got down, I probably would have spoke and walked away. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even stay for the five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see a world where that would have happened because mm-hmm. I'm going to respect whatever this is, right? Because if you, because here's the other piece. If you really wanted me down there, you would have called me before y'all got. I wouldn't have had to. I wouldn't have had to find you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's the other piece. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have been like, hey, Josh, we down at the bar. Come on. Come down. Like, come chill. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, like I said, I guess if when you got down there, I was like, hey, man, we doing this, this, this. And then when you were about to leave, I was like, nah, like, why are you, why are you leaving? Like, let's, let's chill some more. Like, there's a difference. Yes. There's a difference. And then also say, like, Lauren would have been like, nah, Josh, like, where you going, bro? Like, come hang. Then... Then that moment you kind of like okay bet I'm supposed to be here they want me here mm-hmm. I'm invited I'm it's not like a a third yes. you know, third wheel situation because when, like when a third person is around you have to make them feel comfortable yeah unless you got a person who don't care but you have to make them because you can feel that third mm-hmm. wheels fifth wheels like that odd yeah. number <clears throat> odd numbers is terrible place man. to be here. Right. especially when it's like all couples it's weird oh, man yeah. it's weird yeah. Yeah, I got invited to a, uh, a dinner the other night. Like, cause I was doing my conference, I was working. I got invited to dinner. It was all it was all couples and or lunch, and I felt weird. But they they invited me. It was like, yeah, hey, come through, like blase blase. But even still, it was kind of like, dang, like they all sit next to their booze, and I'm just sitting here mm-hmm. by myself. Like it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I sat through it, but it wasn't pleasant. So how should people, Brian? I guess let's. Define for the people what what is a social cue? Um, a social cue. Uh, it could be a few things, mm-hmm. but I guess let's kind of go back some social norms. Okay, right. Uh, some social norms. I think we kind of already mentioned them. Like the third wheel is like a social mm-hmm. norm. Like we know what that means. If you if you unless you lived on a rock, you know what being a third wheel means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about. You know, when a um, uh, couple is together, you know there's going to be a certain vibe, certain level of energy when it's that couple, right? You understand that. Um, social cues, uh, I'm trying to think I can explain this. Um, body language. Mm. Like, what is that body language looking like? Like, is it inviting? Is it, you know, um, you know, engaging? Um, what is the conversation like? Is the conversation, um, uh, uh, is it, like, depending on how the, uh, the conversation wants to go, the vibe wants to go, like, the, the conversation itself is the, the, the cue, like, like, how are we feeling? What are the energy going to be like? Mm-hmm. Right, is it cool? Is it yep. relaxed? Is it high energy? Is it aggressive? Like, all, yeah, all the things. Yeah. All those things. Um, I think those two big ones to me, like. Body language, but also like literal communication. Like, mm-hmm. what are you? What's being said? What's the conversation like? Yeah. Um, and I think those, honestly, those are really easy cues to, to see. Like, that's easy. I think so because you know, let's take this networking event, professional, but it's still very social, right? If once we introduce ourselves, hi, I'm Josh. I do A, B, and C. I work for this organization. That super long pause sometimes means it's time to go to the next person. Mm-hmm. Because if I was interested, I would have kept it. And I'm a and people don't believe me, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it is my truth. I am an introvert by nature. Mm-hmm. I'm a trained extrovert. Now, the more yeah. I do it, the more natural it becomes because I yeah. have to do it so I can yep. do it. But like in this at this conference, bro, it is 700 people registered in person. Mm. I'm the only person from Habit. Well, there's let me tell you, there's one person Habitat, but they work in our other office. We uh-huh. know each other. We work together, but we don't like. But and then there's a big there's a generation between us. Like mm. she could literally be my mama. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah, she like her fifties. 
But anyway, I said to say that, so even her, she's not like my, she's my colleague, but not my peer. And because our work is around some of the same stuff, it's, it's nuanced differently. So even mm-hmm. the classes that we're taking are different. So we're seeing each other like in passing, right? Uh-huh. I'm really in navigating this conference by myself. So mm-hmm. I don't have an entry point to come in and mm-hmm. be like, you know, this is Josh or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, naturally, the few people who I have connected with have been the blacks, right? We you know that's what we do. <laughs> connect with the blacks. Right. right. There was a big luncheon. I saw the table with the most black people. I said, is this seat open? I was like, yes. And, and I went over there and that's where I sit. And I felt, and I still didn't have a lot of conversation, but I felt more comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I said to say when I got to a networking event this evening, a little reception mm-hmm. happy hour situation, this one girl she and she kept trying to pull questions out of me, and I'm like, girl, girl, like <laughs> read, like again, read the room. My social cues are like my conversation, the shortness in my responses should be telling you, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I've met you, I figured out what you've done, I I know where you're from. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, if you would ask me a, an intriguing question, but then she also never engaged. It was like it was what I don't like in those situations or in any okay. social environment. Don't ever make my conversation feel like it's interrogation. Mm. If you just asking me a bunch of questions and none of them yeah. lead to conversation, and there's been times where I felt that way, and I'll be like, you mm. know what? I don't want to feel like I'm interviewing you. You can, and I'll, t- I'll open the floor. You can ask me whatever, you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Just so that person, because I don't ever want to feel like, because in getting to know people, you ask questions, right? You mm-hmm. want to know things, where you're from, what your interests are, you know, you know who, who you with, who you be, you know, all this stuff. Tell me what's your sign, you know, Biggie, yeah. all that, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of those kind of things. That stuff is important. But like, when you get to the point, it's just like, yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow! Yeah. Crazy man! Wow! It might, you know, my, my professional thing is sure, <laughs> absolutely sure. I get that. I get I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. That's my thing. <laughs> when I get to doing a bunch of sh- sure, I, I get that. Or yeah, that makes sense. When I when I'm repeating <laughs> that, I'm done. <laughs> I am done. But when I start like randomly thinking, like connecting dots to what you said, mm-hmm. and bringing like even like I was sitting with those older white men, but we, they were talking. They were, this white man basically proved to me that he was about it. <laughs> and we was talking about like public transportation. I was like, yeah, and that's I said and that's Atlanta's issue. Public transportation is an equity and race issue. And we got. And he's like, I agree. And so like it be, it became this thing. And while you know that's not mine favorite types of conversations to be talking about work stuff, but we had a connection point and it felt natural. It felt normal right, versus right. a woman 20 minutes earlier, just like, where are you work? What do you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. And then she stared at me with the, all right. I'm like, all right. But she wouldn't let me walk away. I was just like, girl, release me into the wild. <laughs> um, yeah. She wouldn't talk to a black person. And I'm just like, yeah. And it's, and, and I think cause I had, it's a whole background to that reception that I was at, but I felt like they were trying to make me feel comfortable, but there was also like three or four other black people in the room. They were all, I guess, all taken. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but social cues is like he, it's hearing the nuances in the voice mm-hmm. and the details and the inflections and understanding the body language and the fact that I'm pulling away. I haven't taken my seat. I don't look comfortable. It's because I'm trying to walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there's yeah, an open oh, seat yeah. at the bar and I'm still standing, that's because I don't want to sit there with you. <laughs> Right. There's all these things tell a story. Mm-hmm. I'm backing away as you're getting closer to me. Yes. I'm asking questions about exits. Do you know where the restrooms are? 
Like I'm just every, <laughs> everything is alluding to me leaving. Like I don't want to be here. Yeah, or like I'm at a bar with a drink in my hand. So what's your favorite drink? I don't really drink like that. <laughs> like <laughs> Girl. clearly, clearly I'm disinterested. Right. And you're not picking up on any of it. Because <laughs> hmm. you, you keep asking me questions. So, what do, so I guess my question to you is, whether professional, social, personal, what do you do when your social cues aren't being acknowledged? Ugh. I I try to, if it's a situation where it's like a networking or I I look for an escape. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for an escape as much as I can. I look around the room. If it's like a networking event, like I work at a convention last week, um, and you know people want to talk to you, I'm looking around and I'm looking around, and then what I'll try to do is I'll let them know that yes, I'm listening to you, but I'm really looking at someone else because someone else needs my attention, like it's mm-hmm. urgent, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, and I'll tap them on the shoulder, be like. I gotta go do is, is my my apologies, mm-hmm. um, but I think someone actually actually needs to to give me. I'm, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, it's it's okay. I, I understand. I get it." And then I just and I just walk off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually my like my go to is this. Yeah, you know, I'm looking, I'm listening, to, I'm looking engaged. Like, yeah, uh huh. I'm looking over. Sure. They can they, they can that. see me doing that, <laughs> and then like, yeah, and they're like, and I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. What you're saying is extremely important. Um, but I looks like they really, they really need me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would use the bathroom, like like you said, like and don't come I, back, <laughs> and don't come back. I I'm so sorry. I really use the restroom, mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, don't worry, don't worry about it, don't worry about. it. Are you sure? Okay. All right, hold that, hold that, and I'm I go and I never come back. Yeah, never come and back. I, I look to see where they are. And I'm like, let me. I've done it before. I, yeah, that's the bathroom is the easiest. Yeah. And then you find up, then you find the group that you want to be cool with, and you go there. You and go there with your turn, group. Yeah. Turn your back to the person that you don't want to talk to, because then they would have to actually literally come up to you and, and like jump in the conversation. And they have to jump in your circle, and at that yeah. point, you can you can pawn them on someone else. Oh yeah, uh huh. And then that 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 gives the opportunity for a bigger group discussion. So then now you can, and even within that, you can you can ease your way back out of that conversation. Like it's there's ways to get out of the joint. It like, is the the only the only downfall to bringing them into a bigger group or if they approach a bigger group is that they now see how much more of your personality is probably shining. Oh, so now mm. now they don't want to hang out with you when the group breaks away because they <clears throat> they've seen this you know this elevated version or whatever. And I'm just gonna be like, I hate to disappoint you, sis or bro, yeah. like, but that's not what this is. Um. One of the ways I get, I I done that too. I, the bathroom, looked at other people, um, act like my phone was vibrating. Speaking of phones, mm-hmm. in personal situations, I want to get out of whomever I was talking to last. I'd be like, when if I call you randomly, <laughs> you need to act like you call me, mm-hmm. and it's an emergency, and I gotta mm-hmm. come pick you up, <laughs> or I gotta <laughs> get you out of trouble. Okay. Mm-hmm. And because that is my when I sent you the signal, I need you to call me. When I text you the signal, the word, the emoji, whatever, I need you to be like, let's go. And uh, but that is it's I mean, I don't have to do that often, but there are situations where I walk into, I just don't know what the vibe is going to be. Mm-hmm. I've walked in, I've, I've there's been situations where I thought I was meeting up with one person to like catch up and have drink, and they show up with like four people. And I'm oh, like, and it throws is- me off. 
Anxiety. It, it happened with me with frat once before. Like one of our frat, uh, me and homie was like, hey, bro, we seen each other. Let's like, we were meeting up at the battery. I was like, let's go get drinks. So I'm sitting there like, bet, we go get some drinks, maybe chill out for about an hour and a half, go out mm-hmm. separate ways. This dude pulls up with his crew. Mm-mm. Now, one of That's- the guys was his LB, who I know. So I was okay. But it was like two other, like, so I'm just like, now it ended up being a cool night, but them first 30 minutes, bro, when I tell you, I was, I was so hard to adjust. Cause I'm like, this ain't right. no date. But my expectation was to catch up with just one homie, just chill. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Now right. we playing Giant Jangle and <laughs> like, like we, we up here having a, you know what I'm saying, an activity. And I'm like, that ain't, that ain't what I came here for. But it, I'm telling you, if it would have remained awkward, I would have, I would have stuck to my hour because, of course, I was free. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I was already text an astro like baby if I said when I said call me and tell me the boys need me. <laughs> because it's that's but I didn't have to do it, but right. I be having that stuff in place, bro. That's just like yeah. if, I, if if for whatever reason I don't hang out on your side of town often unless I'm coming to see y'all. But if for some reason I was over there and I was hanging out with some people that was not y'all, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna come to y'all house because I just need somewhere to go to get away. <laughs> I just need to get away. Right. I need to get away. Mm-hmm. I need to drive into a neighborhood. I need to drive. I need to get off of this main road. Do <laughs> you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yep. <laughs> you gotta have your escape plan. Got to. Gotta like, have I'm, your escape plan. I've been working on this one where like, like my my phone. I figure out where my phone is, and then go in my pocket and and like act like I'm like turning it off. Like like oh. What's going on? And then do it again and be like, oh, what's like, who's, who is this? And then <laughs> the third time we're like, hold on. I, I don't know what's going on, but let me, let me get my phone. Let me, can I stay away for a second? And then you just walk off. And then, because people understand like your phone is ringing, so it's vibrating. It must be, if yeah. somebody is hitting you back that often. That, yeah, back to back, it got to be something, right? It must be something. That's something I'm working on. So those, you know, if I do it to y'all, just know that uh, I don't want to talk to you no more. Yeah, and if you ever hear me going, sure, I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> if I'm repeating those three phrases and words, mm-hmm. I am tapping out of this conversation. Now, some, mm-hmm. now sometimes ask me like, don't be giving me your work, sure, but because sure is also a response I use when I'm actually agreeing, mm-hmm. and it's like a filler word in conversations for me. So it's not be like, sure, sure, I get you, but like you're going to like you're going to tell the difference because I'm going to actually be engaged, and once you finish, I'm going. But if I'm just like, sure, I get that. And, they, and we both get quiet because right. I ain't got nothing. To say. I did that to end this because <laughs> yeah. I really don't get it. I really don't care. I really I don't. Just, I, I understand because I'm an intelligent human being, and that's what I get. That means I get that. Yeah. But if you, and also like another thing is if you're having a conversation and you're the only one talking for a long time, and 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 the other person's giving you like a uh huh, and you wow. got to keep talking, you got to keep finding stuff to say to keep just to. <laughs> That's what happened to me with the first girl, the first woman who uh, who introduced herself. Like, yeah, and like you should know when a conversation is has like legs, but then also when it's over. Yeah, you should know when it's done. There's a natural well, there's a certain, to most conversations. Yeah, because a good conversation is a healthy level of banter. It's a little flirty, but not like you know. Like, you know, understand what I'm saying? Like a little flirty, like you know, like hey, you know, you're making jokes, you're mm-hmm. you're connecting dots, you're yeah, you, you know, it's in essence is relationship building. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. what's what? Like what? Like you know, you're you're and finding then you start out bringing things. up stuff. You know, if if they like, yeah. if you said from California, like immediately I'll be like, 
I'll be in California next week. Like, you know, I'm I'm starting to like give you pieces of me, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's when you know a relation a, a conversation is going somewhere. That's a, a cue where it's like, okay, this conversation is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It has legs. But if it's like a, oh yeah, so I do so and so, so and so, so and so. Huh. Okay. Wow. Why well, do this, this, this? Okay. Well, how long have you been doing? Like, how yeah, long have you been doing yeah, that? Yeah, you, you, you get, and then it gets stuck. You know, you're, what I'm gra- you're, you're grasping. You're grasping. You're grasping. Because when, because I, I did that tonight with one person. Somebody, they said they were, they used to have told me I was, and I told them I lived in Atlanta. They said, oh, you used to live in Atlanta, and I was like, okay, great. Right now, so but then, if, and if and, you would say, and they didn't, and they didn't move, so I, so I pulled some out the air. I was like, so what made you leave Atlanta? So, because, because at this point, it's like. I ain't got nothing else to really talk about, but that's the last thing you said. So, and mm-hmm. then once, but once you give me that reason, it's like, okay, sure, I get that. <laughs> because, okay, <laughs> that's why you left. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. All right. Unless you said something like, I was a public policy, like you said, you know, another common interest of ours. But then after that next two or three questions, just because it's a networking event, right? After that next two or three questions, I'm done again. Mm hmm. And if I don't want to keep talking, I might be done before it because I don't want to keep standing here. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like if you, if me and you were in a situation, Brian, and you said you were from California and I did not bring up this trip next week. Mm-hmm. That means this is going. And that's, I'm not even asking you for recommendations. It's just the fact that you seem cool. So this is something I'm going to give you. Oh, so what's in California? It's a guy's trip. Oh, a guy's trip. Yeah, we're going to be like, I start, I mean, I'm now going into like planning details mm-hmm. and the history of how we ain't never been on a trip together. And I like all of that stuff is going to come out. I'm giving you personal pieces of me without exposing yeah. my business. Right. And that's to your point. That's when you know a new conversation. That is a cue that I am interested in engaging in conversation and I'm interested in networking with you beyond this event. Right. Right. You want to, you in, you in essence want to build. Yeah. Even though you're trying to build a relationship, you in essence, you are building a relationship. Yeah. Relationship building questions. And then networking, the key, when you know you hit the mark, what's your LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, cause um, business cards are antiquated in my opinion. Cause I yeah. didn't know that every, you, if you have an active LinkedIn, you have a digital business card. Did you know that? I didn't know LinkedIn that. has one. You have a digital business card. Really? Um, yeah, if you're somewhere, I forgot how to get to it. Somebody showed me. But if you go to your profile, like you have a QR code where people can add you straight, like right there. They ain't got to type your name in. They just find your QR code. Um, and it's there. I forgot how to get to it. But it is right there. Um, but anyway... Um, I say all I say all that to say like that's the professional way of knowing you've connected. The the more personal way these days is you on Instagram. If I yeah. ask for your social media, because right now I think that is the barrier between your number is the Instagram. Let me let's yeah, follow you on Instagram first. Then we can upgrade to exchanging numbers once you've communicated and and stuff like that. Uh, and some people you you jump immediately to. What's your number? Because the, yeah. the connection was that, yeah, was that dope, yeah. Um, but those are kind of the ways when you know it's going well when you find opportunities to continue to connect or be connected mm-hmm. beyond that moment, especially mm-hmm. if it's new. Yeah, if it's new, if it's established relationships, 
I don't think there's no like follow up because y'all are already friends or whatever. But yeah. I think the biggest social cues is reading the room. I think Brian, you brought up a good point about like it's your moment. I think the moments of like celebration too. If you came to me and said, Josh, guess what? It's not my opportunity to one up you. Mm. I could have also big news, but I will sit on it. That's the thing because it's your moment. That's the thing. It's yeah. your moment, and that's mm. like that's pretty much it. And I and I would and I would let mine be tomorrow or much later in the day, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Or tell one person in the group because I just got to get it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then tell the whole group, you know, whatever it is, right? Like, so I think that's also reading the room too. Like your your contribution to the conversation isn't your achievements; it is celebrating this homie, celebrating mm-hmm. this person, and letting that be it. Yep. Now, because now you can feel like that way if we don't go hard for you in the same moment, because it's ain't about you, nigga. Right. And then sometimes you feel like obligated to kind of like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Which, it's you don't really don't care, but not me like, anymore. I don't. I might put a yeah. little iPhone uh, reaction on it, so I won't be right. a complete dick. But <laughs> yeah, it's just like this ain't about you. Heart, you heart it. Yeah, I might heart. Now I might thumbs up that joint. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best you're gonna get out of me because it's it's not about you. It's not about you, and that's right. the other thing with social cues. Like you got to understand, like you said, Brian. Sometimes you got to read how to respond, and sometimes mm-hmm. that means not making it about you. But yeah, and that that's hard for a lot of people. Like. It is. It is so hard for a lot of people. But you know, and I really feel bad for most, especially like the singles who are out here really navigating the dating world. Mm. Like, ain't no telling what kind of cues people are missing. And you think somebody's into you or you think that person and they are not. And that's the other thing. What but like the people who are kind of naturally flirty or whatever, like, oh, wait a minute, this ain't that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pipe down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I, I, I did what? <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. I think we talked about that recently, where it's like just I think people nowadays are so jaded or so disconnected when someone actually is engaging mm-hmm. they people read it as like oh you interested like no i'm just you know we're having a conversation i'm 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 engaging in the conversation yeah. and yeah yeah i'm interested in who you are and that's it. yeah i'm not trying to get in your draws yeah. i'm not trying to flirt and you may be attractive or cute or any of the yeah. things but that's not what but- i want i just I feel like I'm a funny nigga, so I'm gonna make you laugh. <laughs> you know, Hello. you know all these different types of things, right? So, like, but I'm gonna walk away with this conversation, like, nice to meet you. And you're gonna be like, oh, so now you're trying to play me? I wouldn't try to do anything. This is just me. You've never met a kind Negro before, right? And that's that's yeah. That's <laughs> so how I'd be sad. like, I'm like y'all. So you think this is like that? Like, no, like this is just really just conversation, like. I'm so and so. You're. Well, I'm this. Where I'm from. This. Is where you're from. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? You know, like that's just conversation. But you know, I see here. Oh, I had to call people out before once they tried to convince me that I was lying about flirting. I said, let's go back to the messages. Mm. Read them. I said, I'm not using any special language to cover up anything. It is. I am literally answering your questions, mm-hmm. engaging in conversation. My laugh out louds are real. I'm providing you with my good memes and gifts, you know, because mm-hmm. this is what a conversation would be like with someone, you know? Yeah. And you, because like you said, because you're jaded or angry or you ain't never experienced somebody who's like just cool, mm-hmm. you're looking at this like, oh, they're trying to. No. So when the conversation no. naturally ended, now I'm a butthole, but it's like, the conversation one is over. 
But two, I want you, I want you to find more people who love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's sometimes too like so you don't you don't this is a normal like yeah. normal conversation and engaging conversation and like just what does like, what did Jesus tip he said this quite a few times. I wish above all things. Mm. <laughs> and that's why we want to say to some of you. I wish above all things <laughs> that you would just heal. I wish above all things that you would get better people in your life. I wish above all things, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> that you what what did Confraven say? I want to see me the way you see me. I wish that you could see you the way I see you <laughs> because you're pretty dope. Yes. And then yeah. your personality would garner a certain level of attention. And it caught my attention, but up yeah. to a certain point, right? I don't want anything beyond this. So um, I think social cues is not only reading the room, not only giving them out, but also sometimes doubling down and reinforcing like your intentions because people can mm-hmm. also misinterpret the cues from you. Yep. Um, or they're thinking they're getting a certain type of cue and it's not. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, and sometimes I ain't gonna lie, it can be hard to to see and they say men don't know what other people, you know, when women are flirting with them. I think some of us do. I think some of us are oblivious to it. Um, because I feel like yeah. women in generally do a I ain't gonna say a horrible job, but they have an interesting way of flirting. Um we need to get some women on here to talk about that though. We do. Because I've I, I see those those Instagram posts and stuff to be like when I like your little story, I'm flirting, nigga. I'm like, no, you like, like my no. story. You like, yeah. When I when I look, when I make eye contact with you, that means like, but I'm, it, depend, that's my but new it also depends on how you looking at me. Because if you literally just look at me, now if I catch you looking three, four times, then okay, I know what's up. You know, you trying mm-hmm. to get my attention. But we literally lock. You know, I'm, again, I'm at this conference, predominantly white. You know how many times I locked eyes with other black people? We gave each other the <laughs> nod. Acknowledged yeah. and happy to see another colored person, and we kept it moving. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> that was sometimes it's an acknowledgement. It is. That is it. And, right, and to me, even within it, like that's just human like decency is to if you see somebody, eye contact, and greet them, and then go about your life. Yeah, because if I look you in your eyes and then walk off. I feel like that's kind of rude. So I'm going to at least give you the nod. I'm going to say, hey, how are you? And if we stop and start a conversation based on that, then that's something different. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Brian, anything you want to add before we wrap up and do some... Um, I feel like... I think we had a good conversation. Um, I feel like this is... I would love to see this like in a in a setting, like in a forum. Like I would love to have some women talk about their experience with social cues and how niggas just be... Yeah, like Off. interpersonal skills, interpersonal relationships. Like, what does that look like? Like, from the from the female perspective, well, female from the perspective of a woman. Like, you gotta get what is life coach on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> and how should people respond? And all those things. Talk about flirting. Flirting would be a great conversation. Small talk would be a great conversation. Like, all that stuff um, would be great. Um, but anything about you? Anything you want to add? Or no. you ready to go into the? Uh, Peelbox. Is the peel box next? What is it? Uh, possibly I uh, uh, um, I am my person's self-care. keeper. Listen, it's been a while. We've been out off of off But of I week. felt like talking about substance accused is self-care. So it is. Let's go to the PO box. Alright, let's do that. Let's go. Oh 
All righty, good people. We are here at the P.O. Box back again. Um, We're back. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while, and I feel mm-hmm. like we got a letter. So um, before we get into it, I want to let you know that you too can be featured on the show. Have your question possibly asked by just emailing us at askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, the jigsaw at gmail.com. We will read your letter out loud, possibly. We will give you a pseudonym because we respect who you are and your privacy, and then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, with that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? All right, so we do have in the P.O. Box pronouns. Okay. She, her. Mm. Joan Carol Clayton. I feel like we used it before, but let's just do it again. Joan Carol Clayton. We all know where that's from. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, then... uh, yeah. Brian's favorite neo soul artist. <laughs> My oh, feel- pause for the call. Y'all remember yes. the song Brian said he didn't know? <laughs> so the man of God came to my house. He came to my house on 4th July Fourth of July Eve. Yeah, 4th of July Eve. And it came up. And every single person. Every single colored person in the house. <laughs> at the table from his own wife, who's a little bit older than him. All mm-hmm. the way down to the youngest adult in the room, <laughs> who's in her twenties, knew that song. So everybody, the reason why I give that is because you talk about a literal about decade difference in ages, <laughs> and everybody knew the song except Brian. I mean, we except sang me. we sang it in harmony. <laughs> Y'all did. Everybody was like, Ooh. "We sang the I whole, like, we sang what? the whole chorus." <laughs> I had never heard that song before. Like, and he was sitting there stumped. Like, Angie ain't got a lot of songs, Brian, but that was one of them. <laughs> okay, so let's get to. The, I had no clue. Let's get to the letter. Uh huh. Joanne. <laughs> oh, Joanne says, "Hey guys, I got a real TMI dilemma, but I figured if anyone could help me, it would be the Casa Negros. Thank you. Okay. Clear tree of trust." <laughs> For context, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We have been sexually active all three of those well, all, years. All right, girl. Come on. All three. All right, girl. Recently, we had a conversation about switching it up and adding some spice. Okay. Low key, I was expecting this nigga to ask for a threesome because that's. Oh, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Low key, I was expecting this nigga to ask for a threesome because that's what all y'all be wanting. <laughs> No comment. So I was wrapping my mind around the possibility, the rules, etc. When he finally tells me what it is, this dude says he wants to try anal. Mm, sounds painful. Nigga, you are not sticking that thing in my ass. Excuse me. For saying, <laughs> excuse me. I'm, I'm just read the letter. Read the letter. And why anal? What do I do? I don't want to completely shut the idea down because we agreed to explore and be open. However, I don't know if I don't know if I can do this. How would you react if your wife turned down your idea around sex? Joan Carol Clayton. Wow. Well, um, I mm. understand your dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, literally not based on the situation per se. <laughs> but based on the fact that y'all made a decision to be open and explore and determine the range of sexual possibilities, and then once he gives you that truth, you shut mm-hmm. it down. 
So that mm-hmm. is going to be a slap in his face in a sense, right? On the flip side, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be mature for a second. Mm-hmm. I think when you have when you have those kind of open ended agreements, you have to you talk about rules for a threesome. You got to talk about rules for those things too. And the mm-hmm. one rule and I feel like there only needs to be one. The only rule is is that okay we can propose whatever you want to propose. Mm-hmm. A proposition does not mean acceptance. And if right. you put that out there from the beginning, I don't think that is a big enough like umbrella to where you can just say no to everything your partner asks or wants. Right. But I do think it leaves room for them to know this ain't happening. For example, mm-hmm. my wife wouldn't be down for a threesome. I'm not saying, confirming, nor denying that I want right. one. <laughs> what right. I'm saying is my wife is not, I don't care how many conversations we have. I don't care who we talk to. It ain't happening, right? Nah, so no Mercedes experience. Right. Well, we could, ooh, we could talk about that. <laughs> but I don't want, I'm not bringing it to the table because I know her. However, if I decide, you know what, I'm going to test it out because I'm going to be feeling good. I, if we had that kind of understanding from the jump, I'm already okay. But if I bring up something that's a little, I mean, because anal sex outside of hetero, yeah, anal sex within the confounds of most heterosexual relationships, right? It's not as, it's not as, in, in my understanding, right? I don't know a lot of hetero couples who be like, you know, we do a bunch of anal. I know some hetero couples who have engaged in it and whatever, but it's not like a thing. Now, eating booties is <laughs> a little bit different than penetrating the booty. Um, <laughs> but even that is becoming, you know, a little less taboo recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got because when I was in high school, bro, I don't know about you, but you was a ho ho if you sucked dick, right? Mm-hmm. And niggas was like, I ain't eating pussy, blah blah. It was just a thing, nah, it was yeah. just like, you know, you was like, I ain't <laughs> never doing it. That. That's nasty, blah blah blah. That's blah. I can't believe you're doing that, blah blah, blah, blah blah. I ain't having sex without eating pussy, like that. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it is. I enjoy <laughs> it, right? And Listen. a lot of women these days are very adamant, of, like, even we talk about the women rap, but they. They talk about their head game and, oh, yeah. and all this other kind of stuff. So anyway, all I'm saying is that sex and the ideas around it is evolving. And if this person brought you something that may be taboo for you, I don't know. I wouldn't shut it down. I would want, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know what my answer here is. <laughs> I think my real answer is that explore why he wants to try it. Like, why this? Because if he ain't yeah. never said it before, ask him. And he might just be like, it's a whole hole that you got. And I want to see what that joint feel like. It could really be something that simple. You know what I'm saying? And you both may not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Brian. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the thing, like, I think if you're in a relationship, you should be able to bring stuff up and, you know, talk about things you want to explore. I also think, you know, consent is a thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't, Want to do it if and if it you don't feel like it's something lit, you, bro. <laughs> yeah, don't just throw it up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your partner is really not comfortable with it, you know, um, and and honestly, in some cases, you know, they it may be a situation where like you put it out there and you said something you may want, and initially they may be like, nah, mm-hmm. and then maybe they do research on it, or you may build up to something. You may throw a finger in there at one point, like you know, a thumb whatever and then it's like oh okay i can i can do this right um 
So yeah. Um how would I react if my wife turned down your idea around sex? That's what I just um, said. I feel like you just gotta know your partner. Yeah, like you know who you got with. You know what they're, you know, they're, you know, I'm not like like to Josh's earlier point, like, I'm not about to be like, hey Lauren, let's have a threesome. Like, that makes no sense. Like, what like what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things I know we've been together for 12 years. We've been 12 years, 12 years. We've been married 12 years. I know what's gonna go down and what's not gonna go down. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had conversations throughout our marriage on things that were like maybe or some like definite no's. Mm-hmm. So if I brought it up to her and she said no, I wouldn't be like shocked or even hurt that she yes, said no. no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just my that's my thought process. Um, I do believe being open minded to your partner because you know you're gonna be spending a lifetime with these folks if you do believe that you know. Marriage is forever. If you believe in uh, love after love, yeah. Yeah. Then be open minded to certain things. If it's something you may possibly do, don't never say never. But if there's something you just really are just like, nah, nah. or you're disgusting to you or something, express that. You know what I'm saying? Express that. Like this is the reason why and be I don't want to honest. Do yeah. I would say that in your in your no. Don't be like no. Like be honest. And explain because that may explain to them, you know, why. Um, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say explain them why. It may give them better clarity on your response. Yeah, and that, and that, and we can even talk about this like in relationships, like rejection, like sexual rejection is tough. Like, yeah, it's so that rejection could be it can lessen some of that blow. And you don't know how much courage. I must get on his side for a sec. You don't know how much courage mm-hmm. it took him to even ask you for that, right? Because in certain hetero relationships, especially the ones who have very antiquated ideas about like sexual norms, the first mm-hmm. question would be like, nigga, why you want to get in my butt? You get like, you know, it could go. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what that man battled with just to ask you this right question. To Brian's well, he could be listening to a podcast. He could have been, you know, one of his homies just smashed a girl in the butt and it felt great. He could have mm-hmm. came across a porn and and saw something like, oh, Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what piqued that interest. So, but dealing with how we, especially in the black community, sometimes how we look at sexual norms and sexuality norms, we don't want to think about anything outside of just pain and puss. And, mm. you know, the traditional orals. And I say that, yo, you're doing traditional positions all the time, but like these kind of very, this is how it goes. And this is what it does. And that's fine if it works for you. But, um, we all know that there are stereotypical like perceptions around certain things, and definitely. Um, so I would. So you asking me how would I feel? I would just be. Cardi B had a song said, "Be careful with me," mm-hmm. and I'm not telling you to protect his ego. What I am saying is that because that's your partner for this amount of time, um, just be careful with with him because again, he was open and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He gave you what you asked for. Yep, he did. And, you know, ask him his why, talk through it. And then from there, you know, decide whether you're going to get some extra strip lube to take it in the butt mm-hmm. I, or not, sis. I don't, I don't know right. what to tell you. Yeah. Well, uh, well, um, <laughs> Joanne, Update. Let, us, let us know how it goes. I want to know. Right. I, I really mean, do yeah. want to know. Listen, I want to, I like the, uh, you know, sex conversations got to make me excited. <laughs> It's fun. <sighs> all right, brother. Well, you want to head on over to a greater conversation if that's all. 
Good time yeah. about all this butt. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, let's go. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation where Josh and I get some things off of our chest. Man, we believe like this, man. Tomorrow is not promised. So cuss them out today. Josh, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Something very quick. This week? Very okay. quick. And I always say that it don't be quick, but it's going to be very quick this time. I was at this conference. Today was the first official day I checked in. I got my badge. There was a white woman checking in with badges. She gave, um, she gave, I gave her my name. She picked up my badge. I put my hand clearly out just like this, Brian. She <gasps> put it on the table reached over my hand and threw it on the counter and like dropped it like that. There was a line of people behind me because it was check-in. So I didn't want finna cause a scene. But I grabbed my badge. I leaned in and I said, I hope that this conference has hospitality classes because it is clear your mama didn't give you any home training. Have the mm. worst of days. And I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned so red in the, she turned so red in the, but that was the most that was the kindest thing I could have said like what what? I, because what I wanted to say if it was like if I had gotten there late and it was just like me mm-hmm. or I would have read that white woman for I would have dragged her and read her for feel my whole thing is that when I went to Spain one thing I learned is that there are certain American norms that are considered disrespectful or just not in place, right? Mm-hmm. I've learned that sometimes people put money on the counter because that's how they do in their cultures to sign disrespect. But this mm-hmm. this was this was a lily white American white woman. Mm-hmm. She went from the what else? Probably Alabama. <laughs> or somewhere deep in Florida, because this is where it's, it's hosted in Florida. Mm-hmm. And the she the intentional effort to just like because to put it on the table would have just been put it on the counter. She bro, mm-hmm. she reached over, she literally, I'm like this, she literally did this, <laughs> like over my wow. head. It was like, no, nigga. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna say this. We just told the person in the PO box, be, be careful with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I ain't had a real vacation in a long time, and it ain't till next week. So between now and then. Be careful with me. I work three jobs. I am often very tired, <laughs> very overwhelmed. I'm trying mm-hmm. to social cure. I'm trying to keep a decent social life, maintain a certain level of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of, I'm going to say another, I got a lot going on in this here brain and mind and mm-hmm. mind. Right? I'm supporting my wife through a difficult season in her life. I'm, I, it's a lot going on. Right. White woman. <laughs> Listen. White woman. Okay, and okay. and I know it's and it's not my it's not y'all responsibility to tiptoe around me. All I'm saying is that you never know what people are going through, and not that not like life ain't bad. Don't get me wrong. I just got a lot going right. on without a lot of breaks, and until I get this this really good break that's coming, mm-hmm. I might be a little on edge, and I'm in I'm in anticipation of said break, so I'm a, I might be a little on edge. Right. Okay. So be careful with people. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice. I, you know, mm-hmm. I already, I, I read you a little bit at the at the table. I'm gonna be nice. Be careful with people. Be careful, specifically a nigga like me. <laughs> that's all. That's it. That's all. That's it. Brian, you got anything? Nah, I'm I'm choosing joy this week. Joy. Um. Joy. Joy. God's great joy. <laughs> that's so good. Joy. Joy. Wasn't that Kirk Franklin and the Georgia Mass? It was. Down in my soul. Sweet. 
beautiful soul saving joy. That's what perfect was direct requires. Oh, joy. Lily, I'm a ballad joy. That's so good. I know that he is a ball joy. How does that even make sense? Kurt Franklin. Oh, my God, Kurt Franklin. All right. With that being said, let's do the except. This has been another episode of JSR Podcast. We're excited to be back. Um, we are. If you haven't noticed, we you talk about LA, Brian and I are going to LA together, along with we are. Know, a few other gentlemen. We're going to have a good time. Uh, but we don't leave until like Thursday morning. These episodes usually drop, supposedly on Thursday mornings, but they drop on Thursdays. It don't matter what time they drop, they drop on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we're going to give you an episode, and we're going to just, now next week's episode, it might be a not safe work episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just we going to be prepping for the trip. Listen. So, um, but with that being said, let's still accept that we ain't going nowhere. Is what I what I'm what I'm getting to. We ain't going nowhere. We're mm-hmm. still here. We're still gonna give you the content. Uh, so thank y'all for sticking with us. Thank y'all for sticking through. We try not to go on a big break, even though we're on vacations and stuff. So thank you for sticking with us for a couple of reprise episodes that we've had in the last month or so. We've only given you two, so chill out. Um, I'm talking to you, Kasia, Um <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Chill out. Um, but yeah, man, that's all. Brian, you got anything you want to tell them? And if not, let them know how they can follow and keep up with us. Oh, man, we appreciate you. We love y'all. We will be great without you, but we're even better with you. Uh, we appreciate all the calls, text messages, the inboxes, all the kind of stuff that you reach out to us for. Uh, we do want to let you know and remind you to check out all the spaces and places that we are. We want every podcast. I think it <laughs> <laughs> Just cover her face. <laughs> Anywhere we can listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Check out the website, the Jigsaw Podcast. Check out us on social media. Uh, follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Follow me at I am Brian Hare. Uh, five stars or nothing at all. If you rate us, leave us a comment. Let us know how great we are. That is it. That's all I have. Before we get out of here, Joshua, can you let the people know what they need to do? All you can do is what you can, while you can, in the very best ways that you can. But in all of your doing, please, mm. please mm. do not get caught with your work on the love y'all. See y'all next week. Appreciate it. Peace.